friends. Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 43, Sasha breaks down the reality of practicing self-care and the importance of respecting yourself to prevent burnout. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Hey everyone, thanks for joining in today on the show. I am going to talk about something that I think every single person listening can identify with. I know this. So we're going to be talking about self-care today and how important it is and some of the myths around self-care and some of the, you know, things that I hear coming up about it and the shaming around self-care. It's kind of crazy. It's gone the whole continuum. So I thought we would dig in today and talk about what kind of self-care is non-negotiable and what is self-care? Why do we care about it? Why do we read about it? Why do we see it on Twitter? Why do people make fun of it? You know, What's going on with self-care? And I've read a ton of articles lately about it. And I thought, you know, it's really interesting how all of these people have different perspectives. So I'm going to dig into that. And I don't know exactly where we're going completely, but I'm pretty confident I'm going to hit on this, these top three points. But before I do, I want to encourage you that if you are thinking about self-care, if you are thinking to yourself that you don't remember the last time you took care of yourself, or maybe you're just kind of a mess inside. Maybe your life and your life goals are extremely disorganized. Maybe they're unknown. Maybe you don't, you, you have a lot of anxiety or fear because you don't exactly know what your mission is. And a lot of times I think this happens in midlife because what's happened is that we are finally at a place where we're stable. So we finally have reached this pinnacle of what we have always tried to achieve, which is our career or our job or a certain family member that we have always wanted to, you know, or certain family I should say a family status that we've wanted to achieve. So maybe we finally gotten married or maybe we have finally had children or maybe we are done having children or maybe we've decided we don't want to get married we're, we're, or we don't want to have kids or we've moved to the city that we love or we have the job that we really thought we'd always want. And what happens is we're finally at a stable place where we have time to reflect and it's slightly terrifying because what we often find is where we are is not really where we thought it would be or what it would what it would be I should say so if you're kind of feeling that way I want to encourage you today to stick around and listen to today's episode because I'm going to be really frank and honest with you as I always am but before I do that I also want to encourage you that if you're feeling this way and everything that I say today or you're having these thoughts resonates I want to encourage you and give you opportunity to do two things. The first is the Brave Enough Master Class. I made a class that's 12 weeks and it's an e-course online and it's made for someone that is super busy. It is made for the busy professional. I made this course understanding that women are busy and they have a lot of stuff to get done and it's oftentimes the last thing on our schedule is ourself. So if you're like, I don't have time for that, I don't have time for that, you probably need this class. So go to becomebraveenough.com and click on the masterclass and read about it. If you scroll down, you'll you'll understand all the content and the time commitment and just reach out to me. 
I love hearing from you. Send me an email at sasha at becomebraveenough.com and I would gladly answer any questions you have. I take about 20 women through the 12-week course once a year in the fall and I would love for you to be one. There's a few spots left, so go ahead and email me if you're interested and sign up. And the second opportunity is the Brave Enough Retreat. Now, maybe you can't swing the masterclass. You don't want to commit to 12 weeks online, which for is really only about an hour a week of work, but you are really needing a time away, a vacation, a little reset to make sure that your professional goals are aligned and your personal goals are aligned. That's going to give you the best work-life integration that you need without burning out. I want to challenge you to sign up for the Brave Enough Retreat. It's in January of 2020. We're going to have four nights. You're going to have three days of amazing uh, life work, four hours each morning with myself and another amazing coach. And we're going to just go through so many hot topics. We're going to talk about how to say no, how to set boundaries. We're going to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy and how to change our mindset and how to live by saying no. <laughs> okay. These are really important and how we have to leave, live with intention and our goal setting has to be intentional. And it's basically what I call the pause and pivot. So if you're interested in that, go to becomebraveenough.com and click on events and find out about the masterclass receipt uh, retreat. There's only about 20 spots and I think we have less than five left. So I would love for you to sign up. Okay, so let's get into self-care. So I like to read. I read a lot. I read when I am traveling and I am in an airport or on an airplane. In fact, one of my biggest fears is that I would be stuck on an airplane and my Kindle dies or my iPad dies. I honestly don't know what I would not. I mean, I read the Sky Mall magazine like in five minutes. So that's like one of my biggest fears is being stuck on a long flight and not being able to read. I'm not really a TV watcher. And what I have been reading a ton of lately, it's in Self Magazine. It is in, you know, The Atlantic. It is in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> is about burnout. Burnout is everywhere because more and more professionals are going to work every day and they're just not showing up. Meaning they're showing up, but they're not bringing the, their whole self to work because they are totally burned out and disengaged. And out of this, a lot of the burnout data has come this understanding that self-care is one of the three pillars that seems to be related to resilient people, okay? So resilient people tend to take care of themselves. They tend to put their health, their mental and their physical well-being and their spiritual well-being to the forefront of their life. And it has nothing to do with how much money is in your bank account. That's what's pretty cool. It really doesn't have anything to do with... Um, you know, the stability of maybe even your job, but it has a lot to do with you as a resilient person and the environment of which you work in. So what I don't want to talk about today is just another podcast saying, you know, just do yoga, find some friends and all your work stress will go away. Okay. We, we all know that that is a bunch of malarkey and all that does is say that we as people were the problem, right? No, there are systematic problems that 
break down resilience, okay? So you can go to the same job every day and be worn down, okay? Like think about water running over a rock. Um, Eventually, it just gets worn down, right? And you can go every day and, you know, one time trip in the water isn't really gonna change the surface of the rock. But if the rock is in water every day, it's gonna change the surface. And so if you're in an environment that's unhealthy or toxic, or you're in an environment where you cannot control your work schedule or your predictability, or you can't control the ability to be efficient and safe. Um, and you can't, you don't have the ability to take care of the things, you know, things are outside of your control that are safe and efficient that will lead to burnout. But one of the most important things also is it's not just the, the environment we work in. Okay. Part of it is also ourselves. And to me, When I think that self-care and how I see it in preventing burnout is the more you spend time with yourself alone, the more you are able to recognize when you're being poorly treated or when things are toxic or when things are unhealthy. Okay, so stay with me for a minute. So. I actually think that self-care is protective because it actually prevents you from disengagement and burning out because it actually shows you, uh, whoa, there's clarity here. This environment's not good for me. This work situation is not good for me. This work and this toxic, these toxic people are not good for me. This relationship is not good for me or this behavior is not good for me. So that's how I see self-care. I think self-care is the basis of clarity. Okay, I want to say that again. Self-care is the basis of clarity and it allows us to see what is not healthy in our lives, including our work environments. So it's not like I'm just saying, oh, go do more yoga. I think that the more we spend time with ourselves, the more we are able to recognize when we are in a bad situation and we actually need to make changes, either the, the situation needs to change or we need to remove ourselves from that situation. For example, it's kind of like, I don't know if any of you guys listening have ever done a whole 30 or like any type of diet cleanse where you stop eating processed food and you stop eating sugar. And what happens is after about seven to 10 days is your taste buds start to change, right? And everything that is sweet becomes just tastes a little more, whoa, like that's really strong. That's really sour. Everything becomes a little bit stronger when you taste it. And if you have ever done a whole 30, you will know that the worst thing you can do that, you know, on day 31 is to dive into like a blizzard <laughs> because you will be so sick to your stomach because you haven't eaten any dairy. You haven't had gluten. You haven't had processed food. You haven't had sugar and it just rips you up, right? Like you just are so sick. And I think that that to me is self-care. So when you're in a bad environment and when you're in a toxic environment or you're and you're being beat down or you have no control of your work schedule and it becomes the norm for you to leave every day totally exhausted and just feeling like you've been beat up guess what it doesn't really feel that bad when you show up the next day and you do it again you're so used to being in this unhealthy environment however what happens when you go on vacation or what happens when you take time off? Or what happens when you go work in a different environment? You actually start to realize, whoa, that's not healthy for me. That environment's not good. The, the, the bad habits that are following this bad work environment are not good. I'm coming home and I'm not exercising. I'm overindulging in food or alcohol, or I'm withdrawing from my friends. You can actually have clarity when you have self-care. So to me, self-care is non-negotiable, okay? It's like... It's not, and so 
I, I've been reading a lot of things about it. And, and it's so funny because what people are writing about it in the lay media and in the medical literature is really dichotomous. Like there's this, this half of people are saying like, you know, it, we, we don't need yoga. We don't need self-care. We need to change the systems. I, I agree with that. And they're actually shaming people that do self-care. You know, then there's this group that are like, well, when do you have time to go exercise? Like, that must be nice. Oh, you're an anesthesiologist. You know, I get this all the time. People think anesthesiologists like leave the hospital every day at two o'clock. I, I think that's pretty hilarious. Like, I don't think they realize that if a surgeon's working, there's an anesthesiologist working. But I get that a lot when I'll say, you know, oh, today I'm, or yesterday I went and got my nails done or, hey, I'm going to the gym people will say a lot of times other physicians will say to me, well, that's really nice that you're an anesthesiologist. And I just laugh. I'm like, do you, do you not know that I work in medicine? I know exactly what your workflow and my workflow are like. And yes, they're different, but we're both very busy. I don't know a physician, a lawyer, a teacher who's not out there, like just working so hard. I don't care what your profession is. If you have a career and you're working full time, you're probably working really hard. So the thing is that we we tend to shame each other also when we practice self-care. And it's really interesting. I think people shame each other because they actually are jealous. I think that they think, wow, you know, they must have something great that I don't have. When in reality, what you have, if you practice continual self-care, is a commitment that it's important. That's all the, the only difference. It's a priority to you. Now, I also don't want to say, because I understand that there's some people listening that have circumstances that may be single parents. Um, maybe they are taking care of an elderly parent. Maybe they live somewhere where they don't have access to a gym. You know, maybe they don't, their hospital or their workplace doesn't have an, a gym. Um, maybe they've lost a partner and they're having to take extra, you know, work 1.5 FTE, or maybe they're injured or ill or have an illness that prevents them from taking care of themselves or financially they're in a bind and they can't take care of themselves and practice self-care. Let me tell you, I get that. I'm, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, oh, all you need to prevent burnout is once a week go get a facial. Like there's no physical way that once a week I could make it to get a facial or go get a massage. Like I physically can't do that. There's no time in my life that I could do that. Now I could change some things. I, I could make it happen if it was a priority to me and I would have to give up some things in my life. And that's what I really, the next point I want to make is that if you think that self-care is something you're going to have to add. And i say this so often to people when they ask me like, well, What's important to you? Well, working out is important to you. I, me, I just feel like I'm not being healthy. Okay, I'll tell them when I'm coaching them. So you want to get to the gym three to four times a week or four to five times a week. How can you do that? Well, I can't do that. I'm like, no, let's back it up because you can, but you're right. You can't just add something. It's not, self-care is not something you just add to your plate. Your plate is probably a Thanksgiving dinner table <laughs> and it's overflowing you cannot add anything. There's no room for another sweet potatoes, right? What you need to do is take your hand and just throw off everything on the table to make room for self-care. You have to get rid of something. And that is so hard for us because guess who burns out? Not lazy people. <laughs> lazy people do not burn out. People who you know, do the bare minimum to get by. They don't burn out. God love them. They don't. They set healthy boundaries. It's the overachievers. It's the people that have, you know, that have high acuity jobs or that have significant 
um, skill sets that very few other people have. And so they're in high demand. Those people burn out. So if you're one of those people, you're going to have to remove something to integrate self-care. So let's talk about what self-care is. Now, some people will say it's getting a manicure or massage or facial or exercising or doing yoga or reading. I think it can be anything that restores your soul and anything actually that restores your authenticity. That to me is self-care. So for me, a lot of times spending time with myself is self-care. One hour outside sitting in a chair, reading a book or with my journal is self-care. I'm not creating something. I'm not innovating anything. I'm not getting a manicure. I'm not getting a massage. I'm not exercising. Going for a walk. That's self-care to me. Now I'm talking about myself. This is me personally, but those things allow me to think about what is going on in my work life. What's going good. What's not going good. It's like an internal self checklist. What's going on outside? What's going on in my family life? What's going on with my health? How am I feeling? If you don't give yourself that gift of pausing and setting time with yourself and doing an internal checklist on a routine basis, guess what? If things are going to slip and slide and you're going to get completely overwhelmed in one area of your life. And the clarity that comes when you spend time with yourself is really amazing. That to me is self-care. Self-care is anything that gets you closer to your authentic self. Okay. Um, and I read, a, I've just read an article in a health magazine that was basically saying the reason that we are so unhealthy and the reason that we have so many diseases, um, like that are stress related, like coronary artery disease, general anxiety dis- disorder, um, other things, obesity that are stress related is because we don't spend time alone. When we're, when we are alone, what do we do? We turn on the television we get on our device and I'm guilty of this too. You know, we open our Kindle, uh, we open our iPad, we get on social media, we start engaging with random people. Like this is the kind of things that our mind takes us to, to avoid going inside. So it's a scary thing to sit alone with yourself if your life isn't what it should be. And I know because I've had times of my life where my life was not a reflection of anything pretty. It looked like a dumpster fire. (laughs) And the last thing I wanted to do was sit with myself in a chair outside staring at a field and thinking about that. But that's exactly what I needed to do. And so when people, specifically when physicians, because that's the majority of who I coach, come to me and say, like, "I I can't go to work tomorrow. I... I just can't do it, Sash. Like, I I can't show up tomorrow. I'm so exhausted and tired. And I know that feeling because, man, I've been there. I've been so low before where I did not want to go to work. The first thing I tell them is, like, you got to get some time by yourself. And they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, the reason you can't be around other people right now is because you're so emotionally empty and you're so physically and emotionally exhausted that you have nothing to give. And you don't have a care in the world because you you're out of them. So you got to be alone, not to heal. You have to be alone so that you can actually see what needs to happen to heal. What things do you need to move off the plate? What things do you need to literally throw in the trash from the Thanksgiving, you know, spread? What things do you need to get off the plate so that you can actually see what you need to put on the plate? That to me is self-care and that to me is non-negotiable. 
Uh, I also want to bring up another point. I don't think that we're all going to, if we all spend a day alone, that we're going to fix the world or we're going to fix healthcare. That's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that there's clarity that comes with spending time by yourself and on a routine basis. And if you're not doing that, you will burn out. The flame will only go so long, my friend. And I want to encourage you. I want you to feel like you can reach out to me if you are at the end of your rope, if you're listening and you're like, this is me. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do all the things I have to do for my family tomorrow. I'm not sure how I'm going to make it to the end of the month. Reach out to me. I want to be a resource for you. You also, I want you to know there's a lot of free, great um, articles and things on my website for you. But what you're feeling is probably someone else is also feeling (laughs) very similar to you. You're not alone. A lot of people are probably feeling the exact same level of stress and burnout that you are. And there is hope and there's help and there is a better life around the corner. And part of that is choosing how you spend your time. So I hope that I gave you some encouragement today and real talk about self-care. I want to tell you that I don't think there's anything wrong with spending time on you and your health and your mental and physical health. You know, amen, amen for you. You know, rock on if you're doing that on a routine basis. That's amazing. You should be proud of yourself. Work will always take more and more and more from you if you are willing to give it. You have to learn how to set boundaries. And so I challenge you to tune in to one of my other podcasts about setting boundaries um, in a previous episode or join the masterclass. I would love to meet you there. And as always, live brave. This has been an HSG production. 